When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It's The Late Show Poncho with Stephen Colbert. Before we get started, I want to try something a little uh, different, a little special tonight. Every night before the show tapes, these guys know this, and I didn't do it tonight. Um, I come out here before the show usually to answer questions from the studio audience to humanize me. It is, um, it's important to maintain the illusion that I am a human. <laughs> anyway, um, no one at home ever gets to see that, so, uh, let's give it a shot right now. Jimmy, let's, uh, bump up the lights. And... All right. This is nice. Hey! That's nice. Does anybody... Does anybody... Let's start over here. Yes, uh, over in the corner, that man right over there. Yeah, with the goatee, is it? Right. Full beard, I apologize. <laughs> I didn't realize how manly you were. Go ahead, yes, your question, sir. What's your biggest transition to the late show? My biggest what? Transition. My biggest transition to the late show. Um, the old show uh, that we did was at 11.30. This one's at 11.35. <laughs> so, so, now... Now we have time to write some jokes. Uh, see, so, yes, uh, the redhead in the third row, right there. Yes, I'd, I'd like to know why you're doing this bit. <laughs> Carol Burnett! Carol! Wow! Holy cow! That's amazing. That's amazing. Thank you. Well, Carol, Carol, um, thank you for being here. What's, what's your question, Carol? Well, it's just that I wanted to know where you get off doing this bit, because it, it's my bit. <laughs> well, I don't, what do you, I don't understand. What, you, Stephen, you know, for 11 years, you know, I used to come out and I'd take questions. Yeah. I yeah. would take questions with the audience. <laughs> And so, really, you know, it's mine. I own this. Well, Carrie, you can't. I'm sorry. No, listen, I'm a big fan. Listen, I'm a huge fan. I never miss your show. But, Carol, you, you, you don't own the idea of answering questions. Well, that's true, technically, but I have a patent on it. <laughs> and I quote, for responding to the audience inquiries on a televised comedy variety broadcast, unquote. Okay, fine. You own questions and answers. Then get up here and show me how it's done. Come on. Carol Burnett, everybody. Um, 
are there any, uh... No, does anybody... Please, have, have, have a seat, everybody. Let me do it. Okay, sorry. Anybody have any questions? Yes, that gentleman there. In the, yeah? Um, there's a rumor going on in our building. We live at 200 West 54th that you used to live in that building, did you? I did live. That's above the stage delicatessen. Correct, which doesn't exist anymore. Yes, and you know, they thought I was a good cook because I would open the window and you'd smell everything <laughs> from the stage. Were you, were, what floor were you on? Were, were... I was on the fourth floor. Do you remember? We were, I... we're on the fourth floor. You are. <laughs> Maybe you're in my old apartment. He's, he's beginning to sound like a stalker. Let's you move on. So? <laughs> yes, down there. You were both amazing on Howard Stern recently. Thank uh, you. And uh, I was curious, uh, Stephen, I know, but uh, uh, what was your expectation and, and, and what did you think of being Well, on the at show? first I was nervous about being on with Howard Stern, and then after the first couple of questions, he was nervous with me. <laughs> Let's, uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, that young lady right yeah. there. Yeah. Could you do your Tarzan yell? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'd be happy to. <clears throat> Excuse me, but that's my Tarzan yell. It, your Tarzan yell? Yes. Uh huh. <clears throat> I bet that's news to Tarzan. <laughs> Are you ready? I guess, I guess it is yours, Carol. I apologize. It's okay. Okay. You, you ready to do the show? Sure. You guys ready to do the show? Yeah. Y'all ready to do the show? More with Carol Burnett after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Everybody, welcome back to the show. My first guest tonight is a legend whose variety series is celebrating its 50th anniversary. Please welcome the one, the only, Carol Burnett. So nice to see you again. Thanks for coming back. Hi. Thank you for having me back. Now, uh, kiddo, if I yeah. can call you that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Now, please. kiddo, uh, you're a, a legend now. Everybody loves you. People leap to their feet when you walk into the theater. But is this true? Your first job in New York, you were a hat check girl. Yes, I was. Where? At a ladies' tea room. Okay. That's how bright I was. Women don't check their hats. 
Wow, no one checks their hat anymore. <laughs> they don't wear No one wears a hat. Was that uh, the long green there? If you it get was, something. It was called Susan Palmer's Tea Room, but they had an oyster bar downstairs that the men would go to. So uh, in order to get a tip, I would grab the men as they were going downstairs and say, check your coat, sir. So they'd give me their coat. And then I would take a scissors. Now, you know the little thing in the back? A little hang, hang, hang yeah. tab, yeah. I'd cut that off. And then I would re-sew it with a different color thread. So when they would come back up and ask for their coat, I would say, this was broken, but I, I fixed it for you. <laughs> and then, it, it, <laughs> then in, instead of getting a quarter, I, they'd give me an extra dime. I'd get 35 cents for that. Wow. Yeah, I was a con artist. <laughs> You're a grifter. <laughs> that I was. And a dancer, because uh, I got, is that, you've seen this photo oh my. we dug up here, is that you are no stranger to this theater. No. Now, we talked about this last time we were here, but I hadn't seen any of the photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You worked on the old Gary Moore That's show, right. which was shot in this theater at the same time as the Ed Sullivan show. On this stage. On different, on this yeah. very stage yeah. back in the 1950s. 50s? Uh -huh. uh, 59, 60, 61, yeah. So here, here you are with Gary Moore. Sometime between around 1960. <laughs> nice gams, by the way. I think we called them back in the day. Gams. And the, and, and the guest book. Um, now, at the same time, you were like making your break on Broadway yes. in Once Upon a Mattress, right? right? I doubled. Uh -huh. At the same time, so you were doing this. This was, your, this was your day job. That was my day job. And then I did Once Upon a Mattress uh, eight times a week off Broadway. Well, how, did, how do you do that? You must have just absolutely wiped you out. I was young. I was okay. very young, and yeah. I was very hungry, and <clears throat> so I had both jobs, and then, uh, but I never had a day off. And so, oh. in Once Upon a Mattress, it's the story of the princess and the pea, and so the princess is supposed to, at the, towards the end of the, sh the show, uh, get on top of 20 mattresses and not be able to sleep. So that's the whole bit. <laughs> One matinee, I, I fell asleep. <laughs> in front of the audience. I, I put people to sleep, but I fell asleep. <laughs> well, that's not easy to do, to fall asleep on stage. Uh, exactly. I was, I was exhausted. And so all I remember is the stage manager in the wings going, Carol, 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 wake up. And I jumped up like that. <laughs> it's a wonder I didn't fall off the mattresses. <laughs> okay, so, so you're three or four years on uh, Gary Moore? Yes. Okay, yeah. one of those two. And now, so... How long after that do you do you do start the Carol Burnett show? Uh, I started the Burnett show in '67, um, so okay. that took a while. Yeah. So how did that come about? Did so because because Gary Moore was also for CBS, right? Yes, that's right. And yeah. did they just like you? You get you get a variety show. Well, I I signed a contract with CBS for ten years, and they said that within the first five years, I don't know, I had a really good agent. If within the first five years, if I wanted to do a variety, comedy variety show, all I would have to do is push the button and CBS would have to put it on 30 one-hour shows whether they wanted to or not. That is a good agent. That was a good agent. <laughs> wow. And I said, oh, well, I'll never want to do that. I got me, me. Well, towards the end of the fifth year, the last week, of the fifth year, I decided I was going to push that button. 
and I did, and I called one of the vice presidents back here. I was in California. Uh, it was between Christmas and New Year's, and I got the vice president of CBS on the phone, and I said, hi, he said, Carol, Merry Christmas, how's it going, all of it, you know, I said, great. Um, I'm, you know, Mike, I, I want to uh, push that button, and he said, what button? I said, you know, where five years ago you said that I could do that. Totally forgot. He didn't know, didn't remember. And so he said, well, great, I'll, I'll call you back. So I'm sure he got a lot of lawyers out of the Christmas parties that night, you know. <laughs> Called me back the next day and he said, yeah, well, I see that. But you know, Carol, comedy variety uh, television, it, it's a man's game. Wow. And he said, it's not for you gals, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's Dean Martin, it's uh, Milton Berle, Sid Caesar, you know, mm -hmm. Jackie Gleason. Mm -hmm. He said, we've got this great sitcom we'd love you to do called Here's Agnes. <laughs> I hear good things. I, God, you, I hear very good things you know, about I that should have taken, yeah. I should have really, taken that. That pulled that away from you. <laughs> so I said, no, I, I don't want to be Agnes every week. So they had to put us on the air. Wow. How'd that work out? Uh, well, How'd that work out? I, I still kind of wonder if I should have done Agnes. Well, I, I don't know. Because, <laughs> I, the, the, you know, you're the greatest uh, variety comedian of all time. Oh, you is the greatest variety show ever made. Look at the characters. Look at all these characters. And this is just a handful of the characters you inhabited on the show. You know... Was there, was there anything, of all the things you did over the years, was there anything that CBS, which is a fairly conservative organization, did everything they said, no, you can't do that, you can't do that sketch, or you can't do that line, well, or something were, like uh, that? In 11 years, the network only uh, uh, talked to me about one thing. Uh, we were doing, uh, censors, right? So, sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Standards and practices. Standards and practices. We were doing yeah. a sketch where I was a nudist. No, no, not like that. I mean, there's enough violence in the world without me flashing. But anyway, <clears throat> I was standing behind a fence. Sure. And, and, and it said, keep out. And uh, I was leaning over the fence. My shoulders were bare and bare legs with high-top sneakers on. And Harvey Corman was interviewing me voiceover. And it was just a bunch of jokes about a nudist colony. So he said, one of the jokes was, he said, so what do you nudists do for recreation? And my line was, well, we have dances every Saturday night. Well, how do you nudists dance? And my line was, very carefully. <laughs> well, for some reason, they thought that was risque. That was too dirty? It was too dirty. They said, you have to come up with another line. This is what they bought. So what do you nudists do uh, for recreation? We have dances every Saturday night. How do you nudists dance? Cheek to cheek. Not bad. That was better. Not bad. Okay, so uh, you, uh, you've got um, uh, this, the book that you have written about yeah. the 11 yeah. years you did the Carol Burnett Show, which is out in paperback right now. And there is a special coming out on uh, December, what third, do we got here? Third. December 3rd. Sunday. Okay, 50th anniversary special. Yeah. I'm in it. Yes, I you brag, are. But I want to... 
I want to go back in a time machine and talk to my younger self and say, hey, hang in there. You're eventually going to do some scenes with this person. Not only scenes, you, you're going to sing. A little singing, a little bit of singing. Oh, you got there. a great set of pipes. Oh, you're very no, nice. No, you do. You Thank you, you for do. saying the thing you I asked do. you to. <laughs> we have to take a little break here, uh, but don't go away. We'll be right back with more Carol Burnett, everybody. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. We're here uh, with our friend Carol Burnett. Now, Carol. Yes. I've heard this so many times, the story of why you tugged on your ear, but I can't remember. The, I've heard two different things. One was for your grandmother yes. and one was for your children. Well, what was the actual purpose of was, pulling on your ear? Well, my grandmother, when I got uh, my first job on television here in New York, uh, she, I called her collect in California, and I said, Nanny, I'm going to be on TV Saturday. And she said, well, say hello to me. And I said, I, I don't think they're going to let me say hello, Nanny. So we worked this out, which meant, hi, Nanny, I love you, I'm fine. And then later, I just kept doing it. And then later, when I got more successful, it was, hi, Nanny, I love you, I'm fine. Your check's on the way. <laughs> Do any, any like performers say do they copied that to signal their family or anything uh, like that? I, I don't know. Because I, I did. Know. I used to do this to my mom. I'd give her one of these. Oh, you do that? I would just go like I would go like that sometimes to say but hi to her at the end of the did show. Did your nose grow? Because my ear grew. It actually got a little it bit got, longer. It's a, like a, a millimeter or two longer from pulling it all the yeah. Um Now, one of the most things you're most famous for is, of course, your 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 Tarzan yell. Okay. <laughs> now, uh, are you guys familiar with uh, Carol's Tarzan yell? When did you discover you could do that? I was about nine, nine or ten years old. I had a beautiful cousin who we were the same age, and we would go to the movies, and we would uh, see, like, Nelson Eddy and Jeanette McDonald. Sure, and we'd come I'm home, and we'd, yeah, and we'd come home, and we'd act them out. So she was always Jeanette, and I was Nelson, because she was the really pretty one. And so uh, <laughs> we would do Tarzan and Jane, so guess who was Tarzan? Me. Well, at least you weren't cheetah. No. <laughs> so I, I taught myself to yell when I was about nine or ten years old. Did it ever come in handy off uh, off stage, like when people are searching for you in the woods or something like that? <laughs> Did, like, is there a practical purpose to it? Well, one time I was here in New York and I was I was uh, doing a special and I had to run across the street to Bergdorf Goodman's mm -hmm. to, to get some stockings and so I. They opened at 10 o'clock. I was there early up in the lingerie department, and this 
lovely lady said, oh, hello, Miss Burnett, may I help you? And I said, oh, yes, I, I need some stockings. And she's, yes. And she's, then she asked me if I would sign about five or six autographs for her grandchildren, and I did, and it was very nice. And I went to pay for the stockings, and I didn't have my right credit card. So I said, oh, Jim, I'm so sorry, can I, can I write you a check? And she said, I'll need some identification. <laughs> And I said, but I, you know, and she, oh, I, I know, but we, we have to get your license number and all of that. And I said, but please, can I? She said, let me ask Miss Carlton, Carlton, across the way, she was a floor manager, okay. if she'll okay your check. So she goes across the way, and they're whispering. She waves, comes back. Miss Carlton will okay your check if you'll do the Tarzan yell. <laughs> Goodman. I said, well, okay. So I did it, and it was a doozy. It was a good one. Yes. And behind the lady, there was an exit door, burst open, and there was a security guard with a gun. <laughs> so I only do it under controlled circumstances. I'm... I, I hesitate to ask, but do you, do you still do the Tarzan yell? I think I can. Would you, would, would you be so... Would you... <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. I'll, tell the guards. I'll, tell the guards. Tell the guards. This is about this. to happen. <clears throat> okay, I'll try. Uh... <laughs> oh, I love that. That's my favorite. Now, as somebody like I, I host a, a type of variety show, talk shows, a type of variety okay. show. Um, one of the things, when I took over this job, one of the things I asked Dave, because he, I came in and he talked to me for about an hour and a half about the space and about doing a show like this, and I said, I got a weird question. Where do you hide from your producers when they need you to do something and you don't really want to do it? When you just want to, like, get away from everybody so you can just think. And he gave me a couple of places that I have not told anyone who works here yet. Yeah. <laughs> when I want to hide, I no, want to be able to hide. Where would, you, where would you hide? Could you get away... Because there's a lot of pressure. If you're like the star of a show with your name on it, people always want to like ask you things. Well, actually, I, I, the only time I kind of hid out was bef just before on Wednesdays when we would do a run through mm -hmm. for the crew and and the cat, you know everybody uh, coming in after we'd rehearsed uh, mm -hmm. for a couple of days. What day would you actually shoot? <laughs> we'd shoot on Friday. Okay. But we'd have a run through on Wednesday afternoon. So about 15 minutes before the run through. I would go across the hall from the rehearsal hall to the ladies' room, mm -hmm. and I would go into the, one of the stalls, and, and I would sit down on the toilet seat. Mm -hmm. And I would go through the show in my mind, you know, because I could be alone there. And this one, one, one day, I, I was going to do a character I'd never done before called Stella Toddler. It was this old, old lady. And I had done old ladies before, but I'd always done this kind of a voice, and it wasn't, and I said, I've got to come up with a different voice. And so I'm sitting on the toilet seat, and I'm going, well, yeah, I think maybe this would be good. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's the way I should do it, because it's down low, like, but well, I think this is really good. It's, oh, I'm feeling good about this. <laughs> I opened the door, and there were two women standing. <laughs> I'm feeling really good about this. <laughs> well, Carol, it's so lovely to see you again. Oh, my God. I can't wait to 
what we're going to do together. <laughs> the Carol Burnett 50th Anniversary Special airs Sunday. Thank you for listening to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert. Just one more thing. If you want to see more of me, come to The Late Show YouTube channel for more clips and exclusives. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.